Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto us the spirit of wisdom, the revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of the understanding of our heart give, be enlightened, that we would know what is the hope of your calling, what is the riches of the glory of your inheritance that in, is in each and every one of us who are your saints. Help us to know the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe. It's the same power to raise Jesus from the dead. This morning, this afternoon, let my speech and my preaching not be with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstration of spirit and power that our faith will not rest in the wisdom of Brian Green, but in the power of God. I pray, I pray, Holy Spirit, if you don't hear any other prayer, I pray that you give us a hunger for your word and give us a spirit of prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Joel chapter 2, verse 24 says, I will restore to you the years. Years. You, somebody's received that years. God has the ability to restore years. Just when you thought you missed it. The very thing you thought you missed, you're going to run into. God is restoring years that the swarm of locusts that experiences have eaten up. I want to speak to you on the subject of PT Restaurant. Our signature dishes. Uh, signature dishes. Um, as last week we talked about some of the restaurants that we're familiar with, Cheesecake Factory, Legal Seafoods. Uh, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite restaurants, Ruth Chris. It's a wonderful place, grateful to the elders gave me gift card to Ruth Chris. And I was glad about that because Ruth Chris, what I like about them is that they they gave me a they they, they welcomed me and my wife and I went there on my birthday. And I want us to be one of the most welcoming places not not one of the most welcoming churches, but one of the most welcoming places. 
What, what I've noticed about what a lot of these new, um, not new, but I, 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 a lot of the old stores that we're familiar with, like you know, maybe, what, maybe it's Target or Home Depot, what I like about these stores is that when you go and you ask somebody for help, usually before they used to say, well, go down the aisle 18 and take a left and halfway down. But now what they do is they say, come, I'll show you. And I'm looking at them like, but you're busy doing, you know, packing shelves. But they're like, no, you're more important than my shell packing. And when, when guests come to our church, the word welcome, it is made up of an old English word, will kuma. Will means desire and kuma means guest, meaning you're a guest that I want. There are churches that I've visited and found out that I wasn't a visitor, I wasn't a, I wasn't a guest, I was an intrusion. I was, I was a spoiler of the club. And we want to make sure that when people come to this place, that they know we want you here. We, we were expecting you. So we went to Ruth Chris for my birthday. I arrived there and they, they pointed us to the table that was already set for us. There were a bunch of, there were, all the tables were set, but there was one specific table set for me. First of all, when we arrived at the table, I saw these little confetti things that said happy birthday. And then I saw this card, and it said, it's your birthday, make this year's wish a big one. And yeah, it was a cheap birthday card. As a matter of fact, I'm quite sure they've given this to thousands of people. But today was my birthday. And Ruth Chris acted like they were expecting me. Can we be the church that when first-time guests come, we act like we've been expecting you and we want you here? Ah. This word, and so... What was interesting is that uh, about a few years ago, about five years ago, we had a very tough year as, a, as an executive board and as elders. And so I wanted to do something special for my, for my leadership team. So took them all out to Ruth Chris, and this is the picture. Uh, many years ago, uh, some of our hair was black back then. And, and, and then, but one person, they seem to really enjoy themselves more than everybody else. Ah, that's that's Elder, Elder Troy. He was just like sitting back like, this is like heaven to me. I, I wanted, I, 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 I went to Ruth Chris about 15 years ago, first time, and I said, I want to I wanna come back here again, but they didn't have one in Boston, so... When they opened one in Boston, I, this is my point. I wanted to make sure that people who were closest to me experienced what I wanted. How many of you have ever been to a movie more than once? A movie. 
like, like you really like the movie. Okay, good. And how many of you, you took somebody to see the movie because you liked it so much, so you went with them to see it again? Okay, so, so you, and you were like, you got to see this movie. As a matter of fact, I saw it, but I will go again and take you. Because and, and how many of you, you knew certain parts were coming up to the movie, and so you looked at their face to see how they would respond? I took my uh, goddaughter on her 30th birthday a couple years ago to Ruth Chris. I said, who's my goddaughter? Curry, why don't you stand up? Yeah, that's my goddaughter. So you don't know that. And I was like, yeah, I got to take my goddaughter to Ruth Chris because she may be with a broke person and ain't going to take her there right now. So I'm, I'm going I'm to take her. Godfather. And I got, and I got, I said, I said to her, there's a dish. It is sweet potatoes. Anybody ever have root crisps? It is so good that some people order a vegetable for dessert. And so I said, Corinne, you gotta try. And I wanted to see her face. And so often when I take people to root Chris and they try to sweep potatoes, they like drop it like in my shatarabahaha. And they're not even Pentecostal. <laughs> but you want to share an experience. And so I, I want to encourage you to bring people to another restaurant. It's called the, the PT restaurant. Now, as you saw with Ruth Chris, their tagline was something about steak dinner done right, something like that. Our tagline is restoring broken lives. Meaning that the good news is that sometimes you go into certain churches and you're like, I don't want to go there because I'm a sinner and I messed up last night. And in fact, I probably messed up this morning on the way here to an Uber, my Uber, and and. And here's the good news. Here's the good news. You're in the right place. Tell the person next to you, hey friend, you are messed up. But we've been expecting you. That's good news. So, so, so you don't have to hide anything. <laughs> oh. but sometimes you know, after I preach, I walk outside and there's a first time guest. This is just every once in a while. And they see me, and they're like, I just was in church, and, I, and they have a cigarette, and they're, you know, putting it behind their back like I didn't see it. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to do all that. I know you're broken. See, when, you, when everybody knows, watch this, that we're all messed up, you know, that we're all messed up. That we're all messed up. Okay, let me see some truth tellers on this side. Uh, uh, how many of y'all are struggling with something? Something, something. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. See, see, I, I, I'm the bishop. I get paid not to struggle. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> but I'm messed up. So 
There's no reason for me to point my finger at you and say, your sin's bigger than mine. We all need restoring. You may say, where do you get this term restaurant from? Well, the word restore is actually derived from a Latin word, restaurare, from which you get this word restaurant. And it means to repair. 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 Prepair. Pair means to get ready. And pre means to get ready beforehand. Repair means to get ready again and again and again. So when you come in here, we're expecting for you to get ready again and again and again. And we just realize that those of us who are married, it's not good to compare. I'll talk to the husbands. I'll look at the clock then. It's not good for us to compare our wives with another wife. You may say, where are you going with this? Watch this. So, some wives, I'm looking at the clock, that way I won't get in any trouble, but I'm prophesying. Some wives take longer to get ready than other wives. So, don't say, well, no, Bobby's wife, I hope there's no Bobby here, I just made that name up. <laughs> No, she can get, she's ready for church in 15 minutes. Why it take you 45 minutes as you're putting on your makeup again and again and again and again? Why can't you prepare? But you know what? Some of us just take longer to get dressed than others. And there's some of us, it just takes us a little bit longer. It takes the Holy Spirit a little bit longer to dress some of us in the robe of holiness than others. And we need to be patient. Mm. I am preaching. Restor, this word restare, repair, restore means to renew. So what does all this do? do, do, do I get the victory? Because we, we want to renew your hope. The last thing I want is for you to come into this church beaten now and to get beat up. You're like, well, Wow, that was, a, that was a great waste of a Sunday morning. I was already beat up, and they beat me up even more. I want you to come here to be renewed, rebuilt, reestablished in your faith. So this PT restaurant, let me move very quickly. Uh, every good restaurant has, should have a menu. So this PT restaurant Seems to be a little successful by the grace of God. So we have two locations. This PT restaurant. We have a PT North restaurant, 77 Columbia Street. And we have a branch right here called PT South, which is 56 Magazine Street. So as we have these uh, guests, well, I want to uh, make sure that uh, give you, so I want to give you a restaurant, your first time guest, right? And make sure you get uh, a menu, and you need to understand that our appetizers welcome our our uh, beverages. Yes, ma'am. And make sure that you get a menu. Uh, no offense, but the only the only beverage that we have to offer you, sir and ma'am, is water. Okay, okay. I mean, we 
we have, a, we have some new wine, but that may take a little time for you to digest. Uh, but in the meantime, water. Now, and so the scripture says, I love this scripture. It's found in John chapter 7, verse 37 to uh, 39. It's Jesus speaking. It says, then on the most important day of the feast, which is the Feast of Tabernacles, uh, the last day, Jesus stood up and shouted to the crowds, oh, all you thirsty ones, come to me. Come to me and drink. Believe in me that the rivers of living water will burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being, just like the scripture says. And Jesus always quoted the word. And the scripture that Jesus is quoting is Isaiah chapter 51, verse 55, verse 1, which says, come all who are thirsty. And then verse 39 says, by this Jesus meant the Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not been crucified and then glorified. You may say, well, what, what, what is it about this living water that you're talking about, Bishop Barney? The thing about this water, let me, let me say this. When I was growing up in PT, especially the Sunday mornings, I hated going to church. It was dry. I'm just going to be honest with you. I saw a lot of my friends leave because it was dry. And I determined that if I was ever going to be a pastor, I'm a, I, wanna, I want to pastor church and create a culture where children love going to church. Sometimes you, your passion is based on what you want to attain to, and sometimes your passion is driven by what you hate. I've seen many, I've seen a few guys who were good husbands, and they said, the reason why I'm a good husband because I saw my dad, and I hated what he did, and I determined I'll do everything opposite than what he did. And by the grace of God, I, I don't want that testimony. I want people to want to do what I do because of the fruit. I say that because there's been, there was a study about five years ago, and I've said this a number of times, a book called Growing Young. The book was written, uh, it's a study by Fuller Theological Seminary, and it's a study on young people. And it, says, it, it, it states six reasons why young people no longer go to church. Now, I want to pause right here, okay? If you are under 40, meaning that you're 39 and hanging on, are you with me? Okay, and, and I say this because if you're under 40, actually, even if you're over 40, but we'll, we'll say if you're under 40, okay, that means you're young enough to be my child or my grandchild, okay? So if you're, if you're under 40, okay, now turn your name and say, maybe you can't lie. Okay, 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 okay. And, 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 and if, you, if you turn 40, if you turn 40 in January, we'll let you stand, okay? Okay, okay, so if you turn 40 like, like this month or in December, you can stand. So if you are under 40, could you please stand? Right now, just stand right where you are. Wow. Wow, 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 
You all are my dream come true. There's more of you than us. Okay, stand, just stay right there. Those of us who are sitting now, can we give the Lord an ovation? You may, you may be seated. You may be say, you may say, why is that a big deal? Because people associate church with old people who have nothing better to do with their time. And one of the top six reasons why young people don't go to church, and this is depression, according to the research, is because when they go to church, they don't find God in the church. What does that mean? That means when they walk into the church, they don't feel any different than if they were in Old Navy. When they walk into the church, they don't feel any different than if they were in Foot Locker. When they walk into the church, they don't feel any different than if they're in a theater. In school, there is no difference. And sadly, when a, when a building is called the house of God, you, you would expect to find God there. When I go to the house of the rays, if, if Lisa and Corinne greeted me, I would probably say, is your dad home? When people come into church, they're saying, is your dad home? And I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, we say victory and shouted and music. And, but you know what? You can't outworld the world. What do you mean by that? Meaning that to do all this and God not be here is a waste of everybody's time. We want Jesus to give us water that we will thirst no more. Can you say amen? amen? How many raised in church? Hymns. Just say this with me. I just feel impressed. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. It's not as fancy as the new songs, but it gets the job done. When, when, I, when I go to a fancy place, a place that really is looking, expecting me, I don't, I love Market Basket. Love Market Basket, because the prices are just right. Can you say amen? Yeah. 
But when I, when I have a special person I want to impress, I, I, I'm not going to give them water from a market basket brand where you get 24 bottles for $2.99. So, sir, because you came to our restaurant, see, we want to make sure that you get special water. See, this, this, this water costs more than a case of my, have you ever had this water? No, this ain't Holy Spirit water, it's just regular, I'm not that deep. Have you ever had this kind of water? You see, oh, you've seen it. Uh-huh, well now you have it. Mm. See, see, we want water to be an experience. When we went out to Ruth Chris and we asked for water, I thought the the person was just going to come and, you know, pour, 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 pour it from a pitcher. Oh, no. They took out the foo-foo water. <laughs> I can't, anyone know what this water is? Okay. Okay, yeah, I can't even pronounce it. You're going to put, see, my, my granddaughter, my goddaughter, she, she got it. Pellegrino. Pellegrino. Where, where, where was it made? Italy. 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 And so we want to make sure... Oh, look at her face. I wish I had a picture. See, yeah. Have you ever had this kind of water? Yes. Yeah, what did you say? Yes, and I love it. Yes. I said, oh, my God. That's what I want when people come into this church. Not all the singing great. Not all the people are nice. Not all you know, the speakers are right. I want them to say, oh, my God. God needs to be the center of attraction. All eyes need to be on him. Sadly, people pick out church like they're picking out a university. No offense to universities, and of course, when you're picking out a job, but you pick out a church like, well, do they have you no? Know, do they have a water park for the kids? Do they have a cafe? I mean, Starbucks is right next door. What, what do you need a cafe for? The first question is that: Is God there? Is God there when when I walk into the place? Do I sense that I'm not just in the presence of ourselves? that there is a holy aura with all the dancing and the shouting and the running around that I realize I'm in the presence of somebody I may not understand but this room feels different. So the way that we make this different is that first of all our signature dish. For those of you who don't understand the signature, signature dish, when you go to a restaurant, you, you, you say, okay, I've only been here once. Tell me what you're known for. Tell me the dish that you do really well. I, I, love, seagull, I love legal seafood, but I'm not going there for a steak. I love Ruth Chris, but I'm not going there. And 
Though they do a good job with fish, I'm not going there for fish. There's certain stores that do well in with Italian food. But I'm not, I'm I'm going to an Italian restaurant for Italian food. Are you with me? And and, and so I forgot my point. Thank you. So what is the signature dish is here? First of all, the, sig- the signature dish in this church is that we preach the word of God. Okay? Which is why usually when you see something on the screen, there will probably be a script share. Scripture. When you think of scripture, simply put these two words together, a script that is sure. Or a sure script that if you, thank you very much, sir. So just stick to the director's script and you'll do well. Turn your name and say, neighbor, God don't need you to ad lib. Well, I got some, no, no, no. Stay on script. So Job says, one of the scriptures I memorized, and he says, I'll say something different than yours, but he says, neither have I turned back from the commandments of your mouth. I have steamed the words of your mouth more than my necessary food. In other words, if I have a choice between natural, spiritual food and natural food, if I have a choice between the scriptures, the, the bread of heaven, and a steak, I'm choosing the bread of heaven. You're like, you're crazy. Well, that's all right, but this will save my life. James says it in James chapter 1, I think it's verse 21. He says, receive with humility the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. I want to encourage you to read the word of God, to memorize the word of God. When Jesus was in the wilderness, being the wilderness, meaning, meaning, a place that was out of his control. Are you with me? He quoted to the devil to get the devil out of his life. And in Matthew chapter four, he kept kept using uh, three words. It is written. And he says to the devil, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Are you track with me so far? I'm almost finished. I only got two points. This is one of them. So, and so the point I'm saying is that, that Jesus didn't just make that up. Jesus quoted the Bible of his day, which was the Old Testament. He said, it is written. Where was it written? Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Man shall not live by bread alone. You're doing yourself a disservice when you don't read the word of God. Now, you're a smart guy. This is the Bible, right? What does the word Bible mean? Book. It simply means the book. Okay? 
It means the book. I know you thought the word Bible means something deep, but it simply means the book. But this is not the Bible. It is the Holy Bible. The Holy Bible. Now I know you think holy means the basic meaning of the word holy is different. So when God says be holy as I'm holy he's saying being different just as I'm different. This book is a different book. You may love Michelle Obama's new book, but her book is just a book. This is a different book. This is a book that contains words of life. Are you hearing me? In fact, when, when, when Joshua is instructing the people of Israel, we're getting out of Egypt, getting out of wilderness, going around in circles, and we're going into the promised land, the place that God has set apart for you, he says, he says, if we're going to be successful, he says, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, 9, it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate in it day and night to observe all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous. In other words, you're in charge of your own success. Stop blaming the church. I'm not being fed. Well, the reason why you're not being fed is because you're not feeding yourself. In fact, in fact, the only ones who complain about not being fed are babies. Now, you don't mind with these children who I'm holding them up. You, you, you wouldn't mind if they're screaming and yelling. But an 18-year-old, you're like, get up and feed yourself. You know where the refrigerator is. It's right here. I'm not being fed. Oh, oh, in the church I go to, the word's not deep. And you can't even deal with love your neighbor as yourself, but you want to be deep. He's talking about you right now. I'm trying to help you. Because if we're going to get free, we got to read the word of the Lord. Why? Because Jesus says in John chapter 8, but 31 to 36, you, if you will continue in my word, you will be my disciples indeed, and you will know the what? And the truth of what? No, not set you free. Make you free. John 17, verse 17, he says, sanctify them by your word or your truth. Your word is the truth. And what makes this book different is that you, you, you just can't read this book like you read any other book. Because if you read this book, the beauty of this book 
one of one of my one of my favorite offers when I was growing up was um, Steinbeck. Steinbeck is that him? John Steinbeck. Yeah. Off mice and men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he alive? The beauty of this book is that, like Shakespeare, is he alive? The beauty of this book is that the author is still alive, so he can tell you what he meant. So when you read this book, before you go into reading this book, ask the author to open your eyes. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Where's it found? Psalm 119, verse 18. You got a beautiful voice. Why don't you read this? Open up my eyes that I may behold wondrous things about thy law. Psalm 119, verse 18. Come on now, I'm teaching you a verse. Come on. Open now mine eyes that I may behold. One more time. Open now mine eyes that I may behold. One more time. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold. Wondrous things out of thy law. Where's it found? Psalm 119, verse 18. Wondrous things out of thy law. When you go before the Lord and say, God, open my eyes, he will speak to you. And you'll find out that this book is the most exciting book you've read. My final point is that our final signature dish, this dish is prayer. 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 Jesus, out of all the words he could have called his house, he could have called it the house of singing. He could have called it the house of teaching. Teaching the word is important. Singing is important. But he called his house the house of prayer. In fact, it was so important that he called it the house of prayer that he called it the house of prayer. You know it's something important when it's written in both the Old and the New Testament. It's like God is saying, this is important to me. So in Mark chapter 11, verse 17, also in Matthew 21, around the 13th verse, and in Isaiah chapter 56, verse 7, he said, my house shall be called the house of prayer of all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves. Wow, Jesus. This is my final point. This is kind of heavy. If somebody who wasn't a Christian, they don't, they never been in church, like never been in church. If they were to walk in here right now, and if they were to spend a lot of time with us as a body, my guess is people, you know, people learn from observing. Are you following me? 
you walk into a certain home and you can immediately tell that, for example, like I, I go into certain people's homes now, and when I see when I see a bunch of shoes in the hallway, I know in this house you should take off your shoes. Are you with me? And and and, and so sometimes they'll say, No, Bishop, you don't have to say, No, this is this is your house. I'm gonna respect your house. Even if I have holes in my sock, I'm gonna respect your house and take off my shoes. Are you following me? You you can see, you you can observe what's important. You can walk into certain homes and you realize, oh, nobody smokes in this house. Are you following me? So so here's the question I gotta ask myself. If people come into our house and observe, I'm quite sure they probably would observe that singing is important to us. I'm quite sure I've been up here now about well. 36 minutes, and don't worry, I'm almost finished. And uh, they probably say, well, I guess preached the word or his talk, because they wouldn't know it was the word of God. They just say he's talking. He, he's given some kind of lesson. That's important. Um, let's say the service ends at, let's say the service ends at 2 o'clock. We'll be over before then probably. But let's say it ends at 2 o'clock, and you hang out here for another hour like you usually do. So they would say, wow, fellowship, hanging out is important. Sadly, they would not say that prayer is important in this church. Now, I'm not saying that we as individuals don't pray. What I am saying that this is not a church that prays. Look, my degree is in accounting, and the bottom line is when things don't add up, they don't add up. Because if we took a poll right now, and this is, this is not, folks, this is not to shame you. This is just, we, we can't make course corrections unless we really deal with the fact. And if I had people raise their hand and say, okay, how many of you have been to one of our prayer times? One of our morning prayer times, evening prayer time for the last two weeks, probably I would say maybe 90% of you would have to say, I haven't been. And so, now I'm not saying that we don't pray in our houses, but, but God said, my house, my house. I love the singing. I love the rejoicing. I love the fact that you worship me. But the thing I need you to do, my, my signature dish for my house is prayer. Now this is going to be the thing that will probably shake some of you. And then we'll pray. He said, but you have made it a den of thieves. What does that mean? I'm not saying that we steal from the house of God, but this is the frightening thing. Jesus says in John 10 verse 10, the thief comes to what? Steal, to kill, and destroy. So if the devil is coming, and can I, can I borrow you, sir? Yeah, I'm going to borrow you. Okay, and I'm going to give you some money. And if the devil's coming 
He's just going around. Come on, Miss Lisa. You can sit down. You can sit down. Please sit down. Sit down. And he's just going around. Can I borrow you, sir? Can I borrow you? No, no, no. Who can I borrow? I need somebody. I need like I need like somebody in their twenties. It'll be worth it. I'll make it work for you. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay. All of a sudden, they're like, man, I haven't seen Victoria in a long time. Where's she been? What's going on with CG? What, what's up with, uh, with this Karis? What I'm saying is that the enemy is going around stealing our children, stealing our finances, because we have made this place a den of thieves because there's no prayer covering. Well, I'll leave that up to the intercessors. No. We all have the responsibility to bear the burden of this house in prayer. Prayer is what makes this place different than a theater. I said to you, we can't outworld the world. Could it be that we're adding all this other stuff with you know, lights and fog machines and trying to train, change the stage? And, and it's, look, I know churches do that. There's no, look, everybody does what the Lord leads them to do, so, I, so my mouth isn't anybody else's business. My point is, is that they know, and we should know, that is not a substitute for the presence of God. And the, and, and the one tool that bring, or the one discipline that brings the presence of God anywhere is prayer. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus was the son of God, and he prayed more than anybody. Before he chose his 12 apostles, he spent all night praying. And sadly, because of our lack of prayer, the devil, he, 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 sends, he sends some of his laziest demons after us. Some of us. What do you mean? He knows that there's such a lack of prayer that he basically says, you know what? I'm just going to use Elder Roy, for example. You know what? I know he doesn't pray, but, but I know he's, he's, he's asking God for a new job. So the devil knows he ain't going to pray. All he's going to do is he's going to look for the job that gives him the most money and say, I don't have to pray. This got to be God. And that's how some of you all got yourself in trouble because you didn't consult with the Holy Spirit. You've entered into relationships because, well, this must be God. He's six foot three, 220, and light skin. <laughs> He's got to be God because I gave God my menu. And certainly, I mean, come on. Has anybody said, God, I want an ugly man 
with good character. You always gotta be fine, have nice hair, and blah, 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 blah. And he has to be, I know I'm prophesying now, he has to be taller than me. Even, if, even though he's a midget in character. So for a while, you're walking up the aisle and you have this lovely wedding. And everybody's like, ooh, she's blessed because he's so fine. And then next thing you know, because you didn't pray, two months later, Elder Roy, Elder Roy, can we, can we come to your office? I know we didn't listen to your counsel. Is there a way out? Is there a loophole? The only way out is through. I know I made those vows. Can I reverse them? Can I erase them? Can I get it a no? Can I, can, I, can I get a divorce because we just don't get along? When you spend $30,000 to invite everybody to your party, for better or for worse. No, no. For richer, for The thing that pots you is because you didn't like spaghetti. <laughs> ah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. This is awesome. This is awesome.